0: I'm glad you could join us this morning on 10 Minutes in the Field. My name is David. Each one of us has been called to a field, whether it be a teenager, a father, a mother, a youth leader, or if you simply consider yourself a regular Christian guy. Our field is the world we live in. For each one's field, the challenges are different, but the expectations are the same, to bring glory to God. This morning, I pray that you'll be encouraged as we look at the scriptures together. Good morning, friends. Recently, I've been studying through the book of Exodus, and today I would like us to observe Pharaoh's reactions to the plagues that the Lord sent him. And when we do, we shall realize that maybe sometimes we are not so different from Pharaoh when we choose to live in sin. I'm talking about that area in our lives that we cannot fully surrender to the will of God. Pharaoh had surrounded himself with magicians, that on several occasions replicated the miracles that Moses performed. And in turn, Pharaoh's heart hardened even the more. It took 10 of those plagues for him to let those people go. So here's three lessons from the life of Pharaoh. Number one, have the right people around you. In the attempt to have the right people around us, we sometimes struggle to determine which counsel is right or wrong. And Proverbs 27, 6 puts it this way. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of our enemy are deceitful. The important truth from this verse is: just because it's what you want to hear, it doesn't make it right advice. We would all prefer kisses to wounds, but the focus should be the source of these things. Do they come from a friend, or do they come from an enemy? Proverbs 7:4 puts it this way: "Set wisdom, you are my sister, and call insight your intimate friend." Pharaoh had magicians around him, but they only contributed to the hardening of his heart. And from Exodus 7:22 we read that the magicians of Egypt did the same by the secret arts. so Pharaoh's heart remained hardened. Pharaoh turned and went into his house and he did not even take this to heart. The other interesting thing about these kinds of people is that the same people that are supporting your sinful lifestyle, after you are far gone in sin, will come up to you and be like, Man, can't you see? You're destroying your life. But at this point, they can't help. I need you to notice how the magicians talked to Pharaoh. In chapter 8, verse 18, the Bible says the magicians tried by their secret arts to produce nuts, but they could not. So there were nuts on man and beast. Then the magicians said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened and he would not listen to them as the Lord had said. In another incidence in chapter 10, verse 7, Pharaoh's servant said to him, How long shall this man be a snare to us? Let the men go, that they may serve the Lord, their God. Do you not understand that Egypt is ruined? I mean, these are men that at some point were arguing um, for Pharaoh not to let the people go. But now, because things are turning haywire, Things are turning bad. Now they're looking back and they're saying, Pharaoh, do you not understand that Egypt is ruined? And the same people who give us wrong advice in the beginning will turn around when we are far gone in sin. And they'll say, can't you see your life is ruined? And so, friends, let's be careful who we listen to. Bible says, let wisdom be your friend. Call wisdom from God's word, your friend. The second idea is from the life of uh, Pharaoh is Avoid the repentance loop and seek total worship of God. We realize that several times Pharaoh begged Moses to stop his suffering. But after God had taken away the plague, on several occasions Pharaoh returned to his old ways and hadn't even his heart the more. Sometimes we say, God, if you take this away from me, then I'll worship you the rest of my life. I have a friend who advised me to break down obedience in a very simple way and he says 60 seconds at a time 60 seconds is all it takes to make a choice the instance here is to worship God 60 seconds at a time when you're faced with that same old choice on whether or not to obey seek to worship God for those next 60 seconds at the end of those 60 seconds there's freedom that comes from obedience make worship a lifestyle A commitment to live in obedience and not a commitment to get out of trouble so the first idea here is have the right people around you and the second is avoid the repentance loop and seek total worship of god the third thing is uh, do not settle for alternative worship if you realize from this story of pharaoh god required the real deal several times when life became hard for pharaoh he offered moses alternatives the first was for the Jews to go and worship, but within the land. But Moses would not take that, it had to be a three days journey. The second alternative was to go, but without the children. But Moses refused, because all must go. The third was, Go serve the Lord, your little ones also may go with you, only let the flocks and your herds remain behind. But Moses said, you must also let us have sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Moses could not settle for the alternative worship. This is how the Word of Life Quiet Time Diary Commentary uh, puts it. It says, It's like the enemy saying, You can go if you insist, but I'll make it so you must return. Pharaoh desired to maintain control over the Israelites and ensure that his slaves will return after a time of worship. Satan would so much like to have us stay close to our old sinful ways, not making a full commitment to the Lord. He would almost say, in essence, do not go overboard in spiritual things, do not be extreme, stay close, that you may always come back to the old ways. Have you ever been accused of being narrow because you seek to stay far from the things of the world then you get the idea of Pharaoh's suggestion here we are to break with sin fully compromise in divine things is not pleasing to the Lord the friendship of the world is an enmity with God my prayer friends is that uh, we will live through the day today and the days to come that we shall have the right friends and counsel around us that we shall break the repentance loop and seek to worship God as a lifestyle, not just some empty promise. And lastly, let's not settle for this. Let us not settle for an alternative worship of God. Amen and Amen. Well friends, before you go, I would like you to take a moment and pray for the ministry here in Rwanda. We have two main goals this coming year 2019. One is to grow leaders in six new Bible clubs, to run clubs and teach teens, to reach teens by July 2019. The other goal is uh, to reach a total of 2,000 people and just share with them the gospel of Jesus Christ again by July uh, 2019. The good news is we've already reached 700 uh, of these people and we have a balance of 1,300. Out of these 700 that we've reached already with the gospel, I'm glad to share with you that 90 of them have accepted Christ as their lord and savior how do we plan to do this we want to do door-to-door evangelism events within the bible clubs we want to do two ports marathon and reach 500 people we're also praying about developing two drama teams to present the gospel through the production called born again to a living hope one will be speaking to Nyaranda and the other will be speaking english and of course we're praying about uh, also having a camp uh, to reach maybe a hundred uh, or so young people this year 2019. Well, to accomplish this, two things are going to be very key. One, we need a very strong team, a team that is constantly growing, and to that effect, we've had this week Mr. Chris Steiner work with the team on how to speak the English language. This class will continue online, and uh, maybe for the next uh, six months, keep praying for resources on how to make this happen. We pray that when this team is able to speak English fluently, we shall be able to reach uh, both groups of people because we have two main groups of people here in Rwanda some speak only senior Rwanda and little English while others speak mainly the English language the second thing that we will need to accomplish these two goals is a team that is well supported a team that is constantly raising their support so keep praying for us as we approach friends and family to raise uh, our financial support and we trust that God will provide thank you for listening to 10 Minutes in the Field to support the ministry of Word of Life in Rwanda visit www.give.wol.org slash location slash Thank you so much and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.